Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today, and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. How many of you uh, enjoy the kids' lessons on Sunday morning? You know, we don't normally get to see that, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, there's a little bit of kid in all of us that, that kind of gets into that. So, anyway... Um, are you ready to dig into the Word today again? See, I, I keep saying that, but I, I have to say again because that's what we've been doing all morning, right? We've been, we've been in the Word worshiping based on the Word, right? And, uh, and then we have been sharing a, uh, a kid's lesson from the Word, now, we're going to dig into the Word some more. Praise God. And I just wrapped up a series that I call Road Trip, and uh, that God's wanting to take us somewhere. And this morning, this one's going to just kind of tag off the end of that one, and uh, I don't know how, how long we'll go with this, uh, with this theme, with this lesson, but, uh, but today, I want to just share something that... that um, the other day, you know, it, it's been probably a couple of weeks ago that I just clearly heard the Lord saying on the inside of me, it's time to dream again. It's time to dream again. And sometimes we get into this mode of we are, uh, we're restricted, we're limited on what we can do. And so we just kind of put the dreams on the back burner and, and, and forget about them. And, uh, you know, at this time, there's a lot of people doing that. And, you know, and I, I want to uh, say this, that now is not the time, well, there's really never a time, to, to stop dreaming. There's never a time for us to stop looking forward, praise God. And, um, you know, every dream that God put in your heart, when he put it there, he knew what was going to be happening today. <clears throat> didn't, didn't take him by surprise. He was fully aware. And God didn't give you something to do that, uh, uh, that he can't do through you. Praise God. And regardless of what the, uh, the, the world's circumstances and situation is, that uh, when God puts a dream in your heart, He can bring it to pass. 
Praise God. How many remember that the, uh, a man by the name of Joseph, that, uh, you know, we've got a, a few Josephs mentioned in the Bible, but this particular Joseph was uh, one of the 12 sons of, of Jacob, the son of Israel, and uh, he, he was known as a dreamer. Because he dreamed a dream and, and, and God showed him some things in a dream that I am quite sure I was meditating on that yesterday. And as I was meditating on that, it just, you know, I, I'm quite sure that uh, when, when Joseph had the dream of him and his brothers all um, uh, gathering sheaves in the, in the field and, and uh, he said that... that all of his brothers, sheaves bowed down to his. And uh, then he had another dream that the sun and the moon and, the, and 11 stars, uh, you know, all worshipped the, the one. And, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that he never really realized what that dream was all about, but yet he lived it out. And, and at what point in the process of all the things that Joseph went through, at what point did he wake up and realize, this is what I dreamed? You know, and I, I think that many times, you know, we don't have to necessarily worry about, well, don't ever worry about, but, you know, I, I guess you understand what I'm saying, that don't, don't ever think that... Uh, well, I have to make this happen. I have to cause this to happen. I have to, no, all you have to do is walk with Jesus. Yeah. Amen. If you just walk with Jesus, you'll find yourself walking right into your dream. Praise God. I don't have to know what to do tomorrow. All I have to know is what to do right now. Yeah. Praise God. And I have to be willing to do it. Praise God. And I have to actually follow through with what I'm willing to do. Praise God. But, um, you know, in, in Acts chapter 2, verse number 17, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And, you know, uh, doesn't mean you're, if you have a dream, doesn't mean you're an old man, okay? Because I'm not an old man and I've had dreams, okay? I've got, I, I've got some dreams that, 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 are, that are in my heart that I know that God has put in my heart. And, you know, how many of you have ever said something like this? You say, well, it's always been a dream of mine to do this. Anybody ever said something like that? It's always, you know, two people have, you know, thank you, Mercedes. It's, you know, it's always been a dream of mine. And, and uh, you know, it's, as the Lord began to stir this up in me and I began to dream, I immediately began to pick up some things from the past that the Lord had, had, had showed me in the past, that uh, some, some things that I desired to do, and I found out the desire was still in there. 
The dream was still alive on the inside of me, but I needed to stir it up. I hope you've got some dreams on the inside of you that you can stir up, praise God. You can stir up. What have you always dreamed of doing? What have you always dreamed of accomplishing? See, I I hope that you have some dreams that involve the mission that the Lord Jesus has given us. Praise God. Some some dreams that, that, uh, that God has birthed on the inside of you. Now, I know a lot of people's dreams are, are uh, you know, some of their dreams are, are very selfish things that they, they want to accomplish and want to do. And I'm talking about those dreams that God has birthed on the inside of you. Praise God. It's time to stir those up again, revitalize them, bring them back to life. Praise God. Start dreaming again. Now, God is all about dreams. He's not about fantasies, okay? Some people have fantasies. Other people have dreams. Praise God. You say, well, what's the difference? Well, fantasy is, is, is just some wild, crazy notion that, that uh, you know, and it's usually something that is very self-fulfilling. But a dream is, is a, a desire of the heart. And this week, um, uh, Fred stopped by to see me the other day. And uh, I, was, I was sharing with Fred, and we talked about several things. And one of the things that I, that I said to him, it, it came up in our conversation. And uh, um, I, I, I said, the, you know, the word desire. I think it was you I was telling this. Anyway, uh, the, the word desire is a compound word from the Latin, and the first part of that word is D, which means of. The last part of the word is sire, which means to father. And so when you put them together, you have desire or of the father. Praise God. So uh, the, the psalmist wrote this one time. He said, the Lord would give you the desires of your heart. Now, he wasn't talking about that he would, uh, you know, some people read that and they think, oh, God's going to give me everything I want. That's not what that means. It means he's going to put desires in you. He's going to put things on the inside of you that are of the Father. Praise God. And so, uh, and if he puts a desire in you, he puts something that is of the Father on the inside of you, then he wants to bring it to pass. And he will bring it to pass. The only thing that will stop him from bringing it to pass is if you don't cooperate. Now, let's look at this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 2, 
says, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. And then notice this last part. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. In the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. All right? Let me just give you something and, and remember this, kind of commit this to memory, that while speaking with other tongues, unknown tongues, while, while it empowers you to speak divine mysteries, dreams and visions empower you to see divine mysteries. Okay, so understand it like that. Speaking with, with tongues empowers you to speak divine mysteries. Dreams and visions empower you to see divine mysteries. Praise God. And so God will show you things and put things on the inside. And I, I don't mean that uh, when I'm talking about dreams in your heart, I'm not talking about you fell asleep one night and you had a dream. And, you know, although it can come that way, yet that's not necessarily what we're talking about here. You know, we're talking about this thing that you, you know, maybe you're daydreaming. Maybe you're not asleep at all. Maybe you're daydreaming about, well, you know, your mind seems to be off somewhere else. And, and, and somebody says, oh, I'm sorry, I was just daydreaming. Well, it's okay to daydream. Praise God. Depending on what you're dreaming about, but it's okay to daydream. Praise God. Praise God. Hebrews chapter uh, 11, verse number 27. Get this. By faith, he, talking about Moses, forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. And then notice this part right here. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He endured as seeing him who is invisible. Well, who's he talking about there? Who was he seeing? He was seeing Jesus. Praise God. He endured by seeing him who is invisible. Praise God. And dreams and visions in your heart will help you to endure whatever hardships may come your way, whatever challenges may come your way, keeping your eyes on the one who is invisible. Praise God. How do you see him who is invisible? We see, you see him with spirit eyes, not with physical eyes. You see him with spirit eyes. You've all got them. Every one of you all have spirit eyes. The Apostle Paul prayed this for the Ephesian church. He prayed that the eyes of their understanding, what was he talking about? Their spirit eyes. He said he prayed that the, their spirit eyes would be enlightened. See, now, if you, if you are in the dark, if we turn off all the lights in here, you know, and, and it's just totally dark in here. It doesn't matter how good your vision is if, there's, if it's all dark. So if you have vision, if you have good vision, 
in order for good vision to work for you, you also have to have some light. Praise God. So Paul prayed that the eyes of their understanding or their spirit eyes, one translation says it this way, would be flooded with light. That their spirit eyes would be flooded with light. That's what we're talking about. That, you know, uh, seeing him who is invisible, well, he who is invisible is what? Light. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Praise God. So he says, let, let the eyes of your spirit be flooded with him who is invisible, him who is light. Praise God. Be flooded with light. Um, in 1 John chapter 3, verse number 2, it says, Beloved, now we are the children of God, and it does, has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Seeing him as he is is when he is revealed. You know, I read this this passage of scripture for many years and I thought it was talking about the day when Jesus comes back and we all see him with physical eyes. And certainly, you know, that's going to be awesome and we're going to see him with physical eyes, yes. But I don't have to wait until he comes back to see him. How am I going to see him before he comes back? I'm going to see him in the pages of his word. Praise God. I can see him because he is revealed in the pages of the word. He says, we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. See, looking at Jesus will cause you to become what you're looking at. I don't mean you're going to become Jesus, but I mean you're going to become as he is. Praise God. You're going to become... Uh, it, it, it's, it has not yet been revealed what he is, but when it is revealed to you, when you see him, it transforms you into the same image is what I'm trying to say. Transforms you into the very image of him. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 2 says this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, how did Jesus endure hardship? How did Jesus endure temptation? How did he endure what he went through at the cross? How did Jesus endure? Because he was looking and seeing something that he could not see with physical eyes, but he could see something with the eyes of his spirit. And what he saw with the eyes of his spirit, here he says, for the joy that was set before him. 
for the joy that was set before. He saw the joy. What was Jesus' joy? You. Praise God. Jesus endured the cross because he could look through eyes of his spirit and he could see you. Praise God. And then he tells you, if you will look through the eyes of your spirit and see him. Get that? He looked through the eyes of his spirit and he saw you. And now if you will look through the eyes of your spirit and see him, you will endure also. Praise God. You won't stumble. You won't fail. You won't fall because you are seeing him who is invisible. Moses forsook Egypt and he, uh, you know, not fearing the wrath of the king because he looked and he saw him who was invisible. Praise God. Praise God. Now, there is a word that in Christian circles that we use that sometimes can be confusing. And it's the word meditation. Meditation. A lot of people, when they hear the word meditation, they think of sitting cross-legged with their hands like this and, and humming. That's not, what, that's not the kind of meditation we're talking about. When we talk about meditation, it is rolling something over. And, and part of the definition of that word is to mutter, to, to speak. You're not truly meditating unless you're saying it. See, I was thinking or I was meditating. I can think about something, but when I want to meditate on something, I need to begin to Say it. I need to begin to roll it over in my in, in my mind, in my thinking, and you know, and and meditation. The Lord said to me many years ago. He said, "Meditation is incubation." See, something gets planted on the inside of you, and it needs to incubate until it is ready to be brought forth into the light of day. You know, you think about uh, a chicken lays eggs, and they'll take those eggs and put them in an incubator. And in that incubator, that egg is kept warm uh, and, and, and until the point that that chicken on the inside of it, that baby chicken on the inside, is ready to hatch out of that egg. And so meditation is where the dream that God has put on the inside of you is incubated. So remember that meditation is incubation. So every time you meditate, think of this. I am incubating the dream that God's put on the inside of me. I, it, it is growing on the inside of me. And here's what James said. In James chapter 1, verse number 21, he says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Now, Jesus endured because of a 
word that moved him forward to do what he came to this earth to do. The Father sent him on an assignment. He sent him to, to the cross. And, and, but he didn't intend for him. In fact, Jesus was fully aware that the plan wasn't to leave his soul in hell. That's, the psalmist said that by, by the spirit of prophecy. You would not leave his soul in hell. Nor would you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. That's what he said. Jesus knew that psalm. Jesus knew it was talking about him. And he knew by, by that prophecy, by that word, that the Father didn't intend to leave him in hell. And so he trusted in what the Father had sent him to do. And as he wrote, I, I, I can just imagine this. You know, Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And we have a little bit of Jesus' prayer recorded. We don't have the whole thing. Well, you know, because Jesus, uh, we know he prayed for an hour at least. Because he, he, he asked us, couldn't you watch with me for one hour? So he prayed for at least an hour. And so Jesus is, is praying there in the Garden of Gethsemane. And part of what he prayed, we do have recorded. He said, Father, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. You know. But I, I kind of think that part of what Jesus probably prayed was out of that psalm. Father, you said you wouldn't leave my soul in hell. Nor would you suffer me to see corruption. Would you permit me to see corruption? And I, I, I got a, a pretty good idea that Jesus probably prayed that prayer. Prayed, prayed that psalm in, in his prayer. And, and because he was looking and he was seeing that word. He was receiving with meekness the implanted word. Praise God. And what did he say? That when you receive with meekness the implanted word, he said that that implanted word would save your soul. Now, you can receive, it's possible to receive something that's not God's word. It's possible to receive an implanted word that's not God's word. You, you understand that? In fact, you know, James talked about, he said that, uh, let no one say when he is tempted, he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither does he tempt anyone, and, and the implication is there, nor does he tempt anyone with evil, but he says, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away of his own desires, and enticed. And then he talks about when, when the, the temptation, he says, when, it, when, it is conceived, when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, produces death. So he said that, that desire, when, when your desire conceives something, 
When your desire conceives something and you meditate on that thing and you let it, you bring it to the point of incubation and it grows on the inside of you, it gives birth to something. You know, it gives birth to something called sin. And sin is the name of a child that will kill you. When sin... When, when it gives birth to sin, then sin grows up and kills you. That's, that's literally what James is saying in, in that whole discourse there in the first chapter of James. When it, is, uh, it gives birth to sin, a child named sin, and that child named sin will grow up and kill you. A few verses later, he says this, but you, on the other hand, receive with meekness the implanted word. God's word is what he's talking about. Receive with meekness God's implanted word. And when God's implanted word is incubated on the inside of you, when you meditate on it day and night, it grows up on the inside of you. And one day you're going to give birth to it. And when you give birth to it, then it's going to grow up and it's going to bless you. Praise God. So you can... Give birth to a child that's going to grow up and kill you, or you can give birth to a child that's going to grow up and bless you. I, I kind of like the latter. Praise God. Praise God. Now, in, um, in Psalm 1, I like this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And we're not talking about the, the, uh, uh, the Ten Commandments. We're talking about God's way of doing things, God's way of being and his way of doing things. He said uh, his delight is in God's ways. Praise God. And he says, his law or God's ways, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. So he's saying here that, you know, we can either take the thing that God put on the inside of us and we can incubate that thing until it comes forth, until it brings forth a, a child that grows up and blesses us, or we can take, you know, Temptation is, is simply this, that no one say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with it. Temptation is simply this. It is a perverted plan to fulfill a basic God-given desire. A perverted plan by which to fulfill a basic God-given desire. God puts desires in our hearts, and then along comes the enemy, and he says, you know, you desire that. That's a, that's, that's a God-given desire. Now, here's a 
easier, better way to fulfill that desire. You know, there, there, there's a better way to do that. And, you know, the, but God's along with the desire that he put on the inside of you, along with the dream that he gave you, he also has a plan by which to fulfill it. The devil will detract you from the plan. He'll say, there, here's another plan. Here's another way to do that. Here's a better way to do that. Now, let's go to, and, and let's look at this. The, the dreams and the visions that God gives you, we, we want to take those things and we want to meditate on them. I, this is where I want to encourage you to stir up the dream that God's put in your heart. Stir it up. Stir it up. You see, maybe all you know is I want to be a part of something that's bigger than me. We'll begin to roll that over. See, that's, that's enough to start with. So I don't really have a specific dream that God's put in my heart. That's okay. If, if, you, if you read the words of Jesus and he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel, and you begin to meditate on that, begin to roll that over in your mind, it will develop into a dream. Now, let me show you what I mean. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Hmm. And I begin to roll that over. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. How much of the world have I been to? You know, what, what part of the world do I, do I go to? Where do I go on a daily basis? Who do I come in contact with on a daily basis? What, what are you doing? You're meditating. You're rolling that over. You know, how can I preach the God? What does gospel mean? Gospel is good news. Good news. Am I, am I telling people good news? When, when, I go to, when I go to work, when I go to the, to the store, when I, you know, am I sharing good news with people? See, you're meditating. You're rolling that over in, in your thinking. And something begins to come out of that. Ideas begin to come out of that. Ideas will never come unless you ask the questions. Praise God. Start asking the questions. What am I? Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. What am I doing about it? Can I literally go into all the world? Well, probably not. You know, this world's a big place. I can't personally go into all the world, but how can I go into all the world? How can I do that? How can I be involved in going into all the world? Well, there are people who are going into parts of the world that I've never been to and will maybe never go to, but there are people who are going there. Well, maybe I could help them. Maybe I could help them to go there. Maybe I could sow something into their ministry. Maybe, you know, and, and see, you're rolling this over, and God is beginning, he's stirring, he's stirring, he's stirring. And see, 
some of the things that you think maybe you'll never be able to do, as you begin to stir that, ideas begin to come as to how you can do that. See, maybe you're, you're rolling that over and you're thinking, I've, ne- I've never even traveled out of the country. How can I go to all the world? You know, what would I do? Where would I go? How could I, how could I go? Hey, I know. Maybe next time Pastor Daniel goes to the Philippines, I could go with him. Well, I, you know, I really can't go with him this year. But maybe, maybe next time he goes, I could help him go. I could help send him. Pastor Jason, going to Guatemala, maybe I could go with him. Now, I can't take two weeks off to go to the Philippines, but maybe I could take three days off to go with, with Pastor Jason to Guatemala. Maybe I could be involved with something like that. Maybe I could, see, and God begins to plant ideas into your heart. And then you you begin to do the first, you know, you have this idea, well, maybe I could help send them. Well, this year you help send them. And then next year, well, I think I'm going to branch out. I think I'm going to save up my vacation so that next year I can actually go. I'm just saying this to kind of show you how this works, how that you begin to meditate on something, and then God begins to stir up ideas in your heart and in your mind and say, hey, maybe I could do that. Praise God. And I don't know what it is that you desire. I don't know what it is that uh, that you're wanting to do. Praise God. Maybe you say, well, B.C. and Berta up here teaching the kids, I'd like to do that. Well, you know what? Volunteer to help them. That's a good place to start. See, that, that becomes a dream in your, in your heart. And as you begin to meditate on it, God begins to open up ideas on the inside of you to show you how you can do that, how you can get involved with that. Praise God. Praise God. Now notice this, Hebrews said, looking unto Jesus, says he is the author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, he'll give you something to put your faith in, and he'll give you the faith. See, he's, he's pretty amazing like that. He'll give you an idea that, now, you can be sure of this. Since it is impossible, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Don't expect him to give you some, a, a dream that requires no faith. Does that make sense? Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. And so if, it is, if, if you can't please him without faith, then why would he give you a dream of something that requires no faith? He wouldn't. So don't be surprised when in the natural you can't figure out a way to do it. 
He doesn't want you to figure out a way to do it in the natural. He wants you to learn to walk by faith. Praise God. So that you can exercise the faith to do what he's stirring up on the inside of you. Praise God. It's time to dream again. Now, don't be looking for some little bitty dream. Don't be looking for some little bitty thing, some little bitty dream. Dream big. Dream big. Do you, do you know this? You say, well, but what if, I don't, what if I don't accomplish it? What if I don't achieve what I've dreamed for? Do you know that it's better to dream of 1,000 and achieve 500 than to dream of 500 and get 200? Don't be discouraged because you didn't get everything you dreamed of. And you'll be surprised at how much of it you do get. Praise God. You know, I'd rather ask the Lord for 1,000 souls and win 500 than to say, well, that's just too big. I think I'll ask him for 100 and I get 100. Oh, well, I achieved my goal. Well, I would rather get half of my goal. I'd rather dream, uh, ask, ask God for 1,000 and get 500 than to ask him for 100 and get them. You understand what I'm saying? See, there's a, there's a country song that says it's all right to be little bitty. Well, it ain't all right to be little bitty when it comes to your dreams. Praise God. Sorry, Alan Jackson, but it is not all right to be little bitty when you're dreaming. Praise God. Dream big. Praise God. Dream big. Dream of things that you could never accomplish and you know you could never accomplish without God accomplishing it through you. Praise God. That's what he wants you to dream of, of things that you can't do except that he does them through you. Praise God. Praise God. And I have to stop. I was dreaming of preaching two hours, and I'm only going to get about a quarter of that. Praise God. Father, we thank you today for your goodness. We thank you for this opportunity, this joy, this privilege that we have to dream. Father, I pray today in the name of Jesus. If, if you're here today, let's go ahead and bring the lights down. If you're here today, or maybe you're watching at home, and you'd say, Pastor, I've got a dream. It was from way back. And I just, you know, it just seems so far-fetched to me. It just seemed like an impossibility. But I hear what you're saying today, Pastor. I want to I stir that dream up. It was something that I've put up on the shelf, I laid it aside, and I haven't even thought about it for years. But as you're talking today, something's stirring that up on the inside of me. 
And I want to start dreaming again. If that's you today, I want you to just right where you're at. I got lights in my eyes. I can't see your hand. I got a camera between me and some of you. I can't see your hand. But God sees your hand. Just hold your hand up. If that's you, say, Pastor, I've got a dream. And I want want to start dreaming again. I want to stir that dream up on the inside of me. It's time for me to dream again. Well, in the name of Jesus, I just speak over those who have raised their hands today that I want to start dreaming again. Father, I ask you to begin to stir that up on the inside of them again. You put the the desire, the of the Father things in them. You put it in there to start with. And I ask you now to begin to stir that up and begin to give divinely inspired ideas of how to fulfill, how to move in the direction of that dream. You see, you got to take a step. You got to, you got to, you got to move. You got to move in that direction. Lifting your hand today—that was first move. And in the name of Jesus, I declare God's going to start stirring that up and and show you the next move. when he does do it do do part two do move number two and then number three and so on you'll be amazed at where God takes you if you'll begin to let him dream through you praise God amen you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, this is the most important part of what we do right now. You see, Jesus came to this earth because he had a dream of having you in his family. He had a dream of moving on the inside of you. He had a dream of joining himself to you. And it was that dream that empowered him to endure the cross, the dream of you, the joy that was set before him. If you've never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, how about you fulfill that dream that he had? right now. It's very simple. He came to this earth. He paid for all of your sins. So that is that issue is taken out of the way. That's not even that's not even a problem anymore. Because Jesus already paid for your sins. Right now, he's asking for your permission to move on the inside of you. That's all he needs. Sins forgiven, relationship restored. That's what he wants. He rose again from the dead so you could have new life. And 
now he just wants to be your Lord and your Savior. So just say this with me. Everyone, please pray this with me right now. And if you pray this and you mean what you're saying, then according to God's word, you will be saved. So let's pray this together. Say, God in heaven, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. That he paid for my sin. And then he rose again from the dead so I could have new life. Today I choose Jesus to be my personal Lord and Savior. Jesus, I invite you in. I want to fulfill your joy today. Thank you for saving me. From this day forward, I want to know you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us and remember that God is madly in love 